Every Christian counselor who grapples with the problem knows that the plethora of books that are being scattered abroad today about Satan and demon possession and oppression and all sorts of hauntings and various kinds of things that you don't even read about in the Bible have been scaring the wits out of Christians. Many Christians come into counseling sessions deeply troubled and disturbed and confused. They think that Satan has a hold of them in some way that's mysterious in which he can grasp them and, and catch hold of them and take them captive and do a variety of things with them over which they have no control. It's important, though we can't say all that needs to be said about it from time to time, in a day in which so much false teaching is abroad about Satan and his associates, to see something of what the Word of God says about this matter. Every counselor needs to do this frequently. And so I'd like to take just a little time today to see what the Bible says, sort of in a summary way, about what God has done to Satan and the demons as far as Christians are concerned, where Christians stand in relationship to the evil world. Well, to begin with, every Christian must recognize that even though it may not always look like it, as a soldier of Jesus Christ, he is on the winning side. The enemy, indeed, has already been defeated. Christ has thoroughly routed him by his sacrificial death his bodily resurrection, and his ascension to power and glory. Satan's condition since the cross is described as follows. He is, quote, bound, Mark 3:27, Luke 11:20. His power is restricted and restrained, 2 Thessalonians 2, 6. He has been rendered powerless over believers, Hebrews 2:14. He is defeated, disarmed, and despoiled, and spoiled. Colossians 2.15, Mark 3.27. He has, quote, fallen and was, quote, thrown down. Luke 10.18, Revelation 12.9. His kingdom has been replaced by God's. Luke 11.20, Daniel 7. He had a short, furious time of activity in the first century that has ceased, Revelation 12.12. 12. He was crushed, as Romans says, under the foot of the early Christians, Romans 16.20. He has lost, quote, authority over Christians, Colossians 1.13. He has been judged, says Christ in John 16.11. He cannot even touch a Christian, says 1 John 5.18. His works have been destroyed, 1 John 3.8. He has nothing, John 14.30. He must flee when resisted, James 4.7. Sure, Satan is alive, but he's not very well on planet Earth, as far as a Christian is concerned. Now his minions, likewise, according to the scriptures, have been cast out, made subject to the authority of Christians, overcome by them, bound in chains, etc. Read about it in Matthew 10 to 12, Mark 1, 27, 6, 7, Luke 9, 1, 10, 19, 1 John 4, 4, Jude 6, and so on. All in all, 
The data are overwhelming. These and more passages make it quite clear that the Christian sets out on a task that is most hopeful whenever the outward signs seem to indicate that something is wrong in his life. Because these signs of something wrong, he must recognize are fully under the control of himself as a Christian, using the Word of God and the power of the Spirit in his life. No Christian can be under the control of Satan, as indeed an unbeliever can. Satan truly for the believer is a defeated foe. His power over unbelievers still is great. We read in 1 John 5:19 that the whole world, but that's world, lies in the evil one. He can take the, the members of the world captive at his will, 2 Timothy 2:26. But this is not true of the believer. 1 John 5:18, remember, says he can't even touch the Christian as once he was allowed to touch Job. Thus the Christian, by God's help, can overcome evil and indeed is exhorted to do so in a passage like Romans 12, 21. So along with the wave of popular interest in the occult, Christians influenced by their times who have become preoccupied with demonic activity need to get a healthy Christian balance about this matter. One woman, for example, in deep concern, spoke of casting out demons from her infant child. She just knew that the baby had been demonized because it cried excessively, she said. Christian counselees of the sort who before would have become concerned about the assurance of their salvation or about having committed the unpardonable sin now theorize about having been possessed or oppressed by a demon. Even that uh, distinction between oppression and and uh, uh, possession is not a biblical distinction at all. Like the other two excuses, I can't be expected to live as God wishes if I'm not truly a Christian, and if I've committed the unpardonable sin, then there is no hope for me, I might as well live as I please. Demon possession, you see, or oppression, affords a ready-made cop-out from personal responsibility. The demon made me do it. One counselee said, The demon reached over and pulled the car wheel. That's why I had an accident. All three stances not only allow people great latitude in behavior while reducing their responsibility, but also lead to binges of self-introspection. Wallowing for any length of time in the morass of self-absorption in this way can virtually lead one to convince himself of the truth of what may have begun merely as a suspicion, a fear, a misrepresentation, or even a convenient excuse. In a short while, it can become a dominant theme around which the counselee builds his life and reads the reality that exists all about him. You see, then, it's very important to get a biblical Christian perspective on what this question is really all about. And the answer is this. The devil cannot make you do anything. He can only tempt you if you're a Christian. He can hang the bait in front of you, but if you bite, that's your fault. He can put the stone of stumbling in your pathway, but if you stumble, then you weren't following the roadmap, God's word. That's your fault. Indeed, there's nothing that a devil can even tempt you to do 
that you can't tempt yourself to do. You, within, from the sin that still is in your life, can do everything that any uh, demon from hell could possibly uh, enlist you to do. And so, let's get this thing straight. You're not under control of some outside force as a Christian that you can't help. You can't anymore say, the devil made me do it, than you can say, my heredity made me do it, my parents made me do it, my environment made me do it. God's going to hold you responsible when you try to get out of your sin by such excuses. Let's get it straight. The devil for the Christian is a defeated foe. Resist him and he will flee from you. Lord, help us not to be those who are confused and messed up over this question, but rather those who understand what the Word of God says and who thereby are able to resist in its spirit and power and find that he truly does flee when we stand in all the force of the Spirit of God working through his Word in our lives. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.